Welcome to the Roll Up Podcast, the golf podcast by amateur golfers for amateur golfers. My name is Toby Alodi, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Michael Tilcock. In today's episode, we want to cover why we decided to start a golf podcast, who we are, and given it's the Wednesday before the 150th Open at St. Andrews, we will talk about who we think is going to win the Open this year. But before we do all of that, Michael, how are you? I'm excited and a bit nervous, actually. Obviously, the the listeners, possibly listener, um, probably just my mum at this point, can't see what we can see. But we've never done anything like this before. We've got lots of technology in front of us. Um, so feeling excited, but a bit nervous. Uh, also had a pretty big week this week. Uh, this weekend was my stag do. Lad. Absolutely. Um, I'm getting married in October and two of my groomsmen slash best men, mm. as I couldn't pick a single one, um, organized me a stag do in Bedford. Uh-huh. Um, and as you'll probably gather, if you ever listen to this again, um, both of us are fairly golf obsessed. Um, I'm so golf obsessed that my friends decided to organize a golf based stag do. Um, so we did a team golf competition on the Saturday, which we call the Beda Cup. It's been going for 11 years now. It's the best weekend of the year, essentially. Um, <laughs> we should be reviewing that, shouldn't we, really, then, rather than the Open? Yeah. I mean, we could we could do a whole <clears throat> podcast on, on the ins and outs of the Beda mm-hmm. Cup. Um, a couple of highlights. Um, we, we stayed in this Airbnb, so it's, it's not really golf-related, but we, I think we booked it on TripAdvisor, actually. Um, and we stay sort of this townhouse in Bedford, which is where we're staying pretty near the the city center. And it turns out that unbeknownst to us, this family of seven was staying in the house while we were there. (laughs) So I don't think they knew they had a stag do coming. And we certainly didn't know that we had a sort of whole family in the house, uh, sort of, middle-aged married couple their 35 year old music teacher son in the bedroom off the off the kitchen um it was totally bizarre uh we came back from the night out on the saturday and there was just a random bloke in the garden who we still to this day don't know who he was so the accommodation situation was uh was fairly strange um to get them boozed up i feel like the lady of the house would have certainly been partial to a tipple or two. Uh-huh, right. Um, the I, we've been doing a lot of googling to find out who they are, but I won't say the names. But the the man of the house was a clergyman, so he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't so up for the boozing. Um, but the lady of the house, you know, seemed quite fun, and I can see why you know they would host it. Right. Um, but that that was quite quite strange. Um, we did Greensum's front nine and Stableford back nine. Most of my mates are, are not big golfers, so we had some 45 handicappers in the group. Are you trying to say they're crap? Uh, crap is a, such a they're, they're probably going to be our opening listenership, so it's a bit difficult to say they're crap. We'll be sending the link. There's, to be fair, a 45-year-old, uh, sorry, a 45 handicap did win the competition. I played with him. He played very well. Bandit. Um, <clears throat> he did. He got a he got a par three on a hole where he had three shots. So that was a it was a hole in zero on the Stableford. 
which was which was tough to beat. Was um, it five points or six? That's five. Five. It's an Bloody it's an Albi. It's an Albi. Albatross. Wow. Um, so someone's someone's cocked up the handicaps yeah. slightly there, but he, you know, he only got twenty points on nine holes, so actually they were fairly accurate. Okay. Um, so, but I managed to survive the stag. Uh, they dressed me up as Donald Trump, um, not to do with my political views. I don't think. <laughs> Um, someone, was that a random bloke walked past and said I looked like John Daly, which, is that a compliment? Mate, the way you hit the golf ball, that's, that's actually not far wrong. That big overswing you've got, you are you are the left-handed John Daly. A couple of majors, I'm, I'll take that. Um, I'm, I'd love to see him at the Open this year because I've seen his playing. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was a stag do at the weekend. Um, and then on Monday, I played a team of four event at Woodall Spa oh, nice. Golf Course. Okay. Do, are you familiar with no, that? No, no. So, so Woodall is, it's the home of the English Golf Union. Um, I think it's like in the top, it's ranked top 20 courses in, in Britain and Ireland. Mm. Um, it's in Lincolnshire, it's sort of a Heathland course. Um, rated very highly and, and all that jazz. Slightly overrated if you ask me, but but still an excellent, amazing course. We had a really good game. Got 80 points in a team of four events, which is, you'd think that's okay, right? 40 aside. Okay, yeah. If you think... Wait, sorry, you're playing, you're playing one ball, you're playing one score. Team of four, you get two best two out of four. Okay, yep. yeah, so yeah. it's like two times the four ball better yeah, ball. Okay. Um, yeah, that's good. But it's just 40, it's 40 aside. It's, it's not bad, yeah, is it? Um <laughs> What do you think the winning score was? Um, so for your side, uh, can't be a hundred. So ninety, <laughs> ninety-one. Bloody hell! Yeah, forty-five, forty-six. That is, Crikey. and there were two of them. Um, so I didn't see a ninety-one out there. So wow. I'm sure they had one hundred percent accurate. Yeah, caps. completely. Fantastic yeah. Goal score. Absolutely. There's no signed off. No like issues that. there. We did. We certainly didn't know enough. No, of course you bandits don't. being everywhere. No, no. Good. That's a good week. And how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, it was it was Wanstead Golf Club Club Champs at the weekend. Um, so if you want to talk about moaning and whinging, um, go no further than our. So we are both members of of Wanstead Golf Club, I should add. And you can you can go no further for post round moaning than the bar at Wanstead Golf Club. Um, so the main whinging that was on the agenda this this weekend was whether or not the golf course was playable in the heat and lack of rain that we've had in the UK. So it's, in my opinion, the greens, three or four of the greens were completely unplayable. So no grass, um, you couldn't land the ball, you couldn't stop it. Like There was four of them just absolutely unplayable. The rest of the golf course was absolutely in pretty decent nick for for the time of year it is. Having said all of that, I uh, I shot a, an eighty eight gross, so a net seventy eight for me as a as a ten handicap on day one, and then the idea of coming back for day two was uh, was I was less than enthused about doing that. Uh, came back day two, double doubled the first. <laughs> At which point I was like, "Oh man, there's another four hours of this." Um, I was playing. I was playing with the vice captain, um, who stacked it off after nine because he was he was sick to the back teeth of it. But I ploughed on, and I think I came in from 
uh, from 11, I think I was one under. So I played the back nine and two over. So it got me in as a 78, net 68 for my second round. Oh, okay. Yeah, got me down to 9.2. So yeah, in the end, it was my first club champs I've ever played, having been a member there for three years. So it was kind of disappointing the amount of people that made it through two rounds. Like it was about only about, I would say about 35, 40 people made it through both rounds, which I think we could do better than that. But um, I know it's good fun. I thought the golf course was held up all right. They put the pins in fun, difficult, fun positions. And I managed to get a cheeky handicap cut out of it as well. Yeah, I mean, I was I was gutted to miss it, to be honest. Um, mm. Obviously, did not check the calendar where the stag went in. Um, but I saw that one of our... So we have a, a WhatsApp group of similarly-minded, decent golfers of about the same age of us. There's about 15, 15 of us in there, probably, called the Snowflakes, as per our millennial roots. Um, and one of the guys from the snowflakes came out on top in the gross club champs. So shout out to Louis Casey, absolutely ripped it up. Yeah. Um, shot a level par round in the, in the second round in very tough conditions to, to win by a few shots. Yeah. Very impressive. Very, very impressive. You also didn't have Kish. Who's yeah. Previous yeah. many years club champ, but still played very, very well under conditions. Yeah. I, I mean, that's a fair point. You know how every golf club has like one God, <laughs> like one amateur who's like you know plus three plus four who like everyone else in the club just reveres and it's like oh when's Kish going off where where is Kish at this very moment yeah just like talk about shots they saw him hit from across the golf course but I think every every club has them yeah so our our, our WGC God was not in attendance this year unfortunately well fortunately for Lewis um very good so. Should we do a little bit of intro to our games? And actually, I'll let you go first in terms of where you're at with golf, but also where you're at with your career. Mm. General Michael Tilcock intro. intro. Gosh, this will be interesting. Um, so I first, let's start with golf then. So I'm a five handicap golfer. Uh, I started playing golf when I was about 17 years old. I'm now 32. I'm originally from Nottinghamshire, so my home course, and I'm still a country member of a golf course called Hollandwell or Notts Golf Club. What a lovely track. Which what is, a lovely track. If you're ever in North Nottinghamshire or, or nearby, it is a proper golf course. So would fully recommend uh, having around there if you ever get the chance. Um, the lowest, I got down to about seven when I was probably 21, having, you know, played for two or three years or whatever after I started when I was 17. Um, And then sort of university happened, moved down to London for work, as many many people do uh, who've been through that sort of university route. Um, And so I didn't really play for 10 years. And then when the pandemic started again, retook it up, was a you know, 12 handicap who was shooting in the mid nineties, you know, two and a half years ago. Mm. And now I'm, I'm back down to 5.4, probably helped by the new handicap system, which is a bit more, more generous, a bit easier to get down quicker. Um, and that's where I am with my golf. That That's the lowest you've ever been. That's the, low, that is the mm. lowest I've ever been. And okay. that, that is a mythical handicap. Um, <laughs> 
I cannot. I can. I, I very, can't play to that around Wanstead, mate. Well, can't play to that around Wanstead. I can't play that, that around Wanstead. Somehow I seem to shoot better around every other golf course, but Wanstead is a tight, tricky little golf course. What well, a whole podcast episode coming on that. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, and so where Wanstead is and, and where we both live, I think it's fair to say, uh, is East London. Um, having moved down from Nottinghamshire to work in London. So I worked as a management consultant in banking for about eight years. And about six weeks ago, I quit my job, having saved up money for a... Yeah, applause. Thank you, Toby. Um, having saved up money for about two years to pursue a career, uh, starting a business in the golf industry, um, in the technology space. So most of the time at the moment, I'm learning how to code. Um, which is challenging but fun. And I've also started a, a golf TikTok um, called Michael John Golf, which I'm trying to grow to help me. Um, well, one, because it's fun, and two, because hopefully that will help me get some some customers in the future when I launch this golf website. Fun. And that's, I'm getting married in October. Yeah. No kids, do have a dog, and that's about it. <laughs> How about you, Toby? <laughs> Tell me about yourself. Uh, so 33 which feels strange to say that even. I uh, currently work for a company that is in distributed ledger technology. So um, I'm doing this on the side, but... So that's blockchain, Bitcoin. Is, yeah, effectively it's blockchain. It's taking the technology idea behind blockchain and trying to implement it into into customers in financial services and other industries. So it's I'm staying, I'm basically in management consulting effectively still, uh, but excited to do something like this as a as a real passion project for me i'm i'm completely golf obsessed i think it's only been concentrated by that pandemic post pandemic period so i started uh i think when i was 13 at lullingston golf club down in kent which has this kind of funny setup where it's a pitch and putt a nine hole and an 18 hole so it's it's like the perfect entrance to golf because was with my granddad who was 72 or whatever has never played golf in his life so like, come on we're going down to argos uh which is a a shop in the in europe that basically just has no storefront and you just order what you want in front of them and they go into a back room and chuck it out to you um and so yeah we just got some packaged golf clubs out of that and we just started going around this pitching part neither of us had, had ever really been to a driving range it was like cool put some balls down let's see how we get on carried on going in this pitch and putt over and over and over again until we thought, oh God, we're, I think we're good enough now. We can go to the nine hole. Went over to the nine hole. We'd go around that and go around and go around and go around. And I still remember to this this day, the first time I ever teed off on an 18 hole golf course, which was, I'd, the I've never had nerves like it. And we're, we're walking up and there's a four ball going off and it's your most atypical golfer you could imagine it was these overweight guys. One of them was all the gear, no idea. Had a brand spanking new bag. I think it was it was even Mizuno or Taylor made a comment, but now, um, and I was like, oh, we're going to see something impressive here. Geezer stands up and just cold tops this ball <laughs> off the tee, fill about twenty yards forward. And I looked at my granddad and I was like, no, nah, we're going to be all right, mate. We'll be all right. Uh, and so that was it. I kind of then just carried on playing in like local courses around Kent, where I'm from um until university and then I, I made the stupidest decision of my life and just dropped golf altogether which on reflection i wish i'd just gone and got as much cheap free golf as i could 
Uh, I went to university in Leeds, and then when I came back to London, I picked the game back up again. So I was just trying to scrabble rounds in various odd locations around London with some mates from Accenture, where I used to work. And we also need to do another podcast on on golf courses around London and what's worth playing and what isn't. So I've got a bit of experience in that. And then eventually moved to East London and uh, joined Ilford, which is another funky, bizarre course. Yeah, was there for two years because it was the cheapest golf I could find and then decided to upgrade properly to Wanstead and have been there for, for four years. So, yeah. Um, oh, I didn't talk about my handicap. So, yeah, I'm a 9.2, which is the lowest I've ever been in my life. Um, I joined. I'm, I'm endearingly referred to by my swindle, the other swindle I'm part of, which is the unreliables as, as a bandit, as well as other words that probably I shouldn't, shouldn't say on the very first podcast that we release. Plenty of others refer to you, Ben. It's not yeah. just your swindle. <laughs> um and yeah so so my i'll also talk a little bit about golf so uh there's a team that you've played on in local golf competition that i'm aiming to get to which is called the leslie wood which is a local uh sort of essex comp of handicaps with a sort of base of of also no cap really of six so anyone better than six isn't isn't allowed in and so i'm looking to get into that team next year and, and get down to yeah get down to six uh, or as close to six as I can. And then also I'm still in the Cowley, which is our handicap match play. And I think I'm in the quarterfinals now. So I'm only I'm only three matches from glory. Quarterfinals, no fun. Yeah, three three victories. Yeah. Um, and for, for listeners, if you're thinking of the Cowley, you need to think of the US Open, times it by the Masters, and then add on, you know, the Live Golf Tour just for a bit of extra <laughs> cheese. And that is how big and rewarding the Cowley is. It's yeah. one of the it's one of the majors. It gets you on the club board. You can go down in history if you win the Cowley. But you don't get the four million quid though, do you? You don't get the. I've only the Saudis backed um, local Wanstead Golf Club <laughs> tournaments. I'd be I'd be in it. Um, yeah, so I think that's us. Do we want to talk through a little bit about why we, of all people, have decided to do a podcast? Yeah, I think um, so. Toby and I know each other from work originally. So we used to work at the same com- uh, same company, yeah, work friends. Um, a company called BCS Consulting, which has recently been bought by a massive company, so no no longer exists. And then we... <laughs> I don't think the people who are employed by them would say that. <laughs> well, you know, that's debatable. <laughs> I think legally it no longer exists because it's been subsumed okay. by this company, the brand maybe, whatever. Um, and then we suddenly had quite a lot in common because we worked on a project together. So Toby was my boss for about 18 months and we worked very well together, got on, got on well, despite me being very difficult to manage, no doubt. Uh, Unmanageable. Some people have said, um, and we also both live in the same part of East London and we joined Wanstead. So actually we, we, I probably saw you more out of anyone I was working with because we were, you know, playing golf in the summers yeah. uh, and working together, um, mostly on the golf course, just talking about everything golf related and, you know, mutually both being obsessed with golf and having multiple golf debates, chats, etc. cetera. Yeah. Um, and I guess that, that was the beginnings of this. And, yeah. then, and then how did it actually come to us sitting here? <laughs> well, when, you you being sort of fun employed was um was part of the sorry i mean starting your new your new uh your new business um it was i think it was a nine hole we were doing on of an evening and uh you just turned around to me and said 
you fancy doing a podcast? And I was like, that sounds great. And I was, <laughs> and I was, and I think from idea to us now recording this it must be what about four weeks or less? I think. Yeah, I think less. Um, which is incredible, just as a, a thing that people are able to accomplish with with all the products and stuff that are out there. But uh, yeah, I think that's that's effectively. You said yeah, and I said cool. That sounds like a great, great idea. <laughs> it was like the easiest sell in the world ever. <laughs> Um, I think because you had been saying you were looking to, you know, just try, you know, doing a lot of the same things over and over, samey, etc. I'm trying to do as many new things as I can this year because I've got the time to do it. Um, and also, you've got a lovely voice. You're very chatty. I thought, you know, you could dilute my dulcet tones and this could be listenable if, you know, if, if I managed to recruit you. But it only actually took one simple question. You, <laughs> would you like to do... Actually, it wasn't even a question. It was just a statement. It was Till Cockalodi Golf Podcast? Yeah. Question mark. In. <laughs> yeah. What was what was your backup? So if I turned around and went, oh, God, I don't know, talking to you and listening to you for a couple of hours on the spin, I don't think I can crack that. I, 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 didn't, I didn't really have a backup because it's not like I've put a lot of thought into this. Mm. I'm just trying to, you know, do as much of the content creation stuff as I can because I think it's a valuable skill in the industry of golf and in any industry today. So yeah. I think it's, it's good to add these kind of strings to your bow. Um, so if you'd said no, I probably would have been like, okay, I'll probably stick to TikTok. <laughs> um, the fact that, you know, we're part of the same club. We live 10 minute walk away from each other. I think our personalities are opposite, but complementary. Yeah. Um, yeah. You were, you were the only one. Very good. So, so let's talk about what we kind of want to bring to the burgeoning class of, of golf podcasts. So I think you've touched on one bit there about our differing personalities, which we'll get into. But I think there's I think there's a gap where you have the US podcasts who do a phenomenal job and are massive fans of, of a lot of them, actually. And a, a lot of what I want to do with, with this podcast is mainly out of jealousy for what those guys have been able to achieve. Um, but I do think there's an element to uh, British golf that's that's worth its own niche audience, and then hopefully in time European golf can get its own sort of identity and its own its own, I suppose, content that people are are interested and excited to hear about and and can really buy into. And then I also think talking through how we're looking at golf as a, as in our own games can be informative to any other amateur golfers out there who've tried a thousand different things for their putting stroke or their uh, tried different teachers for their long game or whatever we can we can talk through how we're trying to improve our games and see if any of that resonates yeah i mean i, I didn't mention in the intro but my whole family is golf obsessed so yeah. i was the black sheep in that I, I only started golf at 17 and the reason i didn't want to do golf as a kid when I had loads of opportunities was because they made me wear school shoes at the golf course and school <laughs> trousers, which I thought... What, to play in? <laughs> yeah, to play in. You're joking. Well, school trousers to play in yeah. and school shoes in the clubhouse, okay, right. which I thought was really uncomfortable at the age of seven. Um, so I had a mini protest against the uh, some of the archetypal rules that you might find with traditional golf clubs. Um but I have been raised in a golf obsessed family. Yeah. My dad is, is he he was totally obsessed with golf. He now flips between cricket, bridge, golf. In turn, now he's retired. He's got plenty of time to invest. Yeah. And I, I think like I've read 
you know, hundreds of golf books, thousands of golf magazines, watched pretty much every YouTube instructional golf video under the sun. Um, and a lot of that is actually more, you know, chaff and confusing. And yeah. to, to be able to compress and, sh- and share what's working for us, I guess, hopefully that will, will give some value to some people. 100%. What else are we going to try and do? Well, the bit I'm looking forward to being like a kind of argumentative kind of soul um, is the debates. So I think we're, we're going to have some sort of standard agenda list schedule things that we'll work through each episode. And then the, the bulk and meat of the podcast will be a big question. Like today, I think we, we're doing who's going to win the Open at St. Andrews and just generally talking about the Open. Yeah. But each week, I think having that... Um, that big topic and a bit of a debate around that will will be good fun and hopefully people will enjoy the the repartee yeah agree and i think the final thing as we continue hopefully going down this track and, and getting listenership is is doing interviews with people that are i suppose underrepresented by some of those other other podcasts so because yeah, no one else will come correct <laughs> um but i think things of actually local greenkeepers or uh caddies uh, even if it's our instructor, we share the same golf instructor, um, getting people like that onto the podcast just becomes something that's a bit separate to just talking about the ins and outs of live golf and the professional game, talking to people that are equally as golf obsessed and hearing from different voices. And hopefully that extends into decent amateur players, lower sort of ranked tour players. And, and from there, let's hopefully get some get Tiger at some point. <laughs> Well, Rick Shields hasn't even got Tiger yet. Yeah, so. he's not trying hard enough. <laughs> right. Anything else you want to say before we talk about the most important golf tournament to have ever been played? Are we just still talking about club champs? Uh, no, I think that's. I think we are introduced. People know why we're trying this. Good. And I, I think we're ready for the. Right. So the 150th Open Championship back at St Andrews the home of golf. Uh, both of us have been to St. Andrews. I've only played one hole of the old course. You've played the course. How many, t- how many times have you played? Just once. Just once. So let's talk through, and you're going this year. Mm-hmm. So let's talk through that and then let's debate who we think is going to win it. So what's your plan? Uh, so we've got tickets. There's four of us going. We've got tickets for the Sunday which is quite cool. It's the pros and cons going on the Sunday. The pros are that you get to see the winners. Yeah. Um, and the tension, I imagine, will be be awesome. But, you know, there is a cut. And Tiger Woods might get cut, for example, and you might not get to see Tiger in the flesh. And generally, there's less people on the golf course because of the cut. So you maybe can't get as close to the action. Um, but having been on a Thursday before, I actually went to the Open in 2010 when... At St Andrews when Louis Oosthuizen won it, yeah, by miles. Yeah. Went, went on the Thursday, um, had a great time, but I did feel a bit disconnected from the outcome because it was very early in the day. And I, right. I do remember, I think Tiger shot a sixty-five or something, having not played much golf because that was in the aftermath of Scandal. the troubles. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not those troubles. Not the, the other troubles. The other the troubles. Other, <laughs> Tiger's troubles <laughs> off the course, um, and then he kind of didn't really go on to do much from there. Yeah, um, so. I've been there before. The plan in terms of attacking, being yeah. a spectator, yeah, is yeah. 
lesson learned from last year is if you can sit in the road hole stand, so that on the 17th, there's a famous hole where you've got a road up the right, you've got the roll, road hole bunker on the left, and you've got a very narrow rock hard raised green, which is a very tricky par four. If you can sit on that stand next to that green, you're able to see all the chip shots that they play around that green because mm. most people miss that green. You're able to see the tee shot on the 18th, which is one where they're trying to drive the green. So they usually hit driver or three wood or something like that. Yeah. And you can also see the, the first green from a bit of a distance. So if you sit there, you can pretty much watch golf all day once the golf has come through. Um, and we found that to be a great place to, to sit last year. I'm hoping it's not going to be too busy. Yeah. We're probably going to have to get there quite early. Um, is that all just free open grandstand? Though? You don't buy yeah. tickets to get into ground? Oh, wow. So you yeah, yeah, just yeah. wait. Once it's filled up, you just wait for one and one else. Yeah, okay. my understanding is that <clears throat> that stand is not ticketed. So right. it's just first come, first serve. Wow. Um, the issue with St. Andrews as a spectator course is it's basically a loop. So you might hear people say, you can hit the ball left all day. Yeah. And that's because you're going in a circle. So if you hit it left, you're always hitting into the middle of the circle and you don't lose the ball. Yeah. Um, but the problem with that is, as a spectator, it means you have to walk around the whole course, basically, to get anywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's not real, and, and there's not big dunes that you can stand on to get a better view. No. So it's not gr- great as a spectator's course, no, other than famously. in the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we'll have a great time. We'll try and get in that stand once golfers are starting to get to the 17th or maybe a couple of holes before and hopefully get a good spot yeah that funnily enough that is the one hole i have played at st andrews (laughs) so we well we this is 2015 i think i was up in uh friend no could have been 2015 i think it's 2013 bloody hell nearly 10 years ago um a friend of mine from uh eccentric days owns or his family owner flat in st andrews and so he was like come on we'll just we'll go up and do yeah I know we were going to do a, uh, they used to do a ticket for everything, but the old course where I can't remember what it was. Maybe it's 200 quid or 300 quid and used to get, get to go and play everything else. So the Jubilee, the new, the castle course up the road, um, a couple that I can't pronounce. And so we did that all weekend. And then when we were coming back from, I think it's the Strathclyde or something, of course, it's on the other side of the road from the old course uh, on the same piece of land though, we, it was dusk, so we could see there was one a little American guy wandering his wandering his way up sixteen, and there was four of us. We're like, do you mind if we might be five of us? Do you mind if we just jump on the uh, jump on the seventeenth? And he's like, no, no, you crack on. So we stood on the seventeenth off the yellows, and when you're off the yellows, that barn or that rail shed <laughs> is massive. Like it is absolutely massive and you know the line is over the over the there's a right hander as well you're just just looking at that hater i'm left-handed i (laughs) didn't mention that but if you're a right-hander on the 17th tee shot you are just looking at the hotel and you 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 actually have to hit it over the boarding yeah 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 yeah. to be able to kind of keep it on the the proper line exactly so we stood there going uh, the guy obviously my mate mark has has played it a number of times he's all right line is over this and you go, cool, I'm literally just aimed at a shed. And you're just thinking, I'm going to just clatter this thing straight into the into the hotel. And I had that, um, <clears throat> remember when Taylor made used to do those white-headed drivers? And they were ab- like obnoxiously loud when you struck them, like obnoxious. And I I thought when I used to strike it, I thought I was that was the full sound. I've stood up, all the adrenaline's going, I hit this ball potentially better than I've ever hit any ball ever. And it makes a gunshot like a full-on like bang and it just disappears 
over the top of the uh, edge of perfect line, over the top of the edge of the, the rail shed. And I'm just, I feel like a million dollars and we walk around the corner and I'm probably, I'm probably about six foot, 10 foot from the edge of the semi rough next to the, uh, is it the Jigger Inn? That's there? Oh, yeah. The pub. That I'm, on, the 17th. on the 17th. So I'm like, uh, I'm, yeah, the pub next to the, next to the old court, next to the hotel. I can't remember the name of the little pub there. Thought I was the jiggering. Anyway, the pub that's there, and uh, yeah, I've absolutely perfect position. I can't remember what I had in, but I had to hit something like a five iron, and yeah, I then was short of the rolled hole bunker, terrified of it, hit it over the back, hit the wall, uh, tried to chip it for fun, back off the wall because this woman who was a local came walking past and went, "I was here when Miguel was here, and Miguel could play it off the wall." So I was like, "Well, I've got to play it off the wall now because you're goading me into it." Didn't work. I think I ended up making a seven, but um, yeah. That's yeah. uh, Miguel Angel Jimenez for those. If you haven't seen the shot where he bounces it off the road wall, the road wall, road wall, yeah, have to watch that. Oh my goodness, it's one of the best shots ever. Uh, okay, uh, okay. So excited, and it is a difficult place to be a spectator. So, are you just going to cram watching in the next three days? Yeah, I mean, or do you go up early? Do you go up on so, Saturday? So we're going on Friday. Oh right, we're playing golf Saturday. Oh, we're playing. Yeah, we're playing at Trump. Uh, oh. Trump Aberdeen or whatever it's called. Why does it count? We're, yeah. we're staying in Carnoustie because we got tickets late on the resale rather than through the first ballot. So all the accommodation was either gone or, you know, extortionately expensive. Yeah. So we're staying in Carnoustie, which is about an hour and a half drive north. Yeah. Carnoustie, obviously famous for the golf course. Um, and we are driving a bit further up to Aberdeen to play Trump Aberdeen, which is supposed to be amazing mm. on, on the Saturday. Um watching the open on the Sunday, we'll watch as much as we can on TV yeah. in between. And Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we are playing Panmure, which is not far from Connie's supposed to be pretty good. Had mm. one of the open qualifiers there. Matt Fryer did a good vlog playing at Panmure the other day. Oh, nice. If you've not seen it, check it out. Um, and also Kings Barnes oh, and Carnoustie. God. So, Oh my god! This this trip, this golf trip, was booked before I had quit my job. <laughs> so none of the none of the uh, green fees are paid for. <laughs> well, no, they are paid. For. Oh, okay, right. Um, but they were they were booked when I was a bit more liquid. <laughs> let's just say. But fuck what's it. King's Bonds now? Three hundred quid. Two uh, seventy. It's, it's something something obscene. Trump Aberdeen can't be cheap. Mind you, you you should have that golf course all to yourselves. Who else is going to be out there? It was one of the easier ones to book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Carnoustie and Kingsbonds, we actually got lucky. We got cancellations because oh, obviously right. very busy that week. Uh, what a win. Yeah. So we basically will we'll watch on the Sunday, as noted, and then two of us are doing the golf trip and two of us are just coming pretty nice. much to the open and for a game on the Saturday. Yeah, lovely. Let me know. What a weekend you have planned. Right. So then, who's going to win it? Well, whilst you're, whilst you're thinking, I'm going to get my bet slip up. Yeah. Because I, mean, I have put money Oh, cheeky. Um, just to give, you know, listeners, just to give, you know, big myself up a bit. Um, in the US Open, uh, I, I, there is TikTok proof of this. Um, four of my picks were Fitzpatrick, Salatoris, McRoy, and Morikawa, which I think all came in the top six. Having said that, Open at St Andrews is much harder to predict than the US Open at 
Brookline or was wherever that? it was. Because US Open, you know, it's going to be people who are great iron players because mm. the because people are going to be missing greens. Mm-hmm. You've got to minimize greens and you've got to be a good chipper. Putting, not not actually the most important stat in a US Open typically. St. Andrews, it's totally dependent on the weather because if it's windy, then it massively favors the good ball strikers. Right. Especially as the ground's going to be rock hard. So people are well, people are not going to be hitting the ball close to the pin. They're going to be hitting greens 50 feet away from the flag and then they're going to have to two-putt in the wind um, if it's windy. If it's still, even if the ground is really hard, it's so short for you know for PGA Tour pros yeah. that they will rip it up and it will be 20 under. Mm. I think even if the ground's really hard because they'll just be hitting wedges in. Um, so there's kind of picks if it's going to be windy and picks if it's not going to be windy. Okay. Oh, well, I hear it, or I've been looking at the forecast a bit today. It looks like I think the worst weather day might be Friday. Saturday looks fairly, and then Sunday looks fairly tame. I think the most the wind is going to get up to on Friday is twenty mile an hour gusts. So it's still enough to yeah, yeah. to make make people look silly. I think, especially if it's as baked as it looks, because it just looks like burnt. So well, in that, well, in that case, I would be looking at people. People are still going to miss greens. I'd be looking yeah. statistically. I'd be looking at strokes gained approach. Mm. People with the good scores around that, and strokes gained around the greens, the chippers, and then I would look in, be looking at three putt avoidance. Okay, which is pretty much what I have looked at when when kind of coming up with my picks. Okay. Um, but as I say, the more the worse the weather is, the higher quality of player will win. Yeah, yeah, agree. So, so who who's on your betting? So I'm doing my best then. Yeah. And then, and then we can we have to talk about Tiger at some point. But I'll do my best. Then. So I have got Billy Horschel as an outright winner at sixty six to one. I just thought that was that was too good value to not put a cheeky. What did I put on him? A fiver. He's a ball striker, but I just don't think he's got the pedigree to win at St Andrews. I just, I but as in each way, I don't hate it. I just think at sixty six to one, that's just too handsome. He's That's just great, two hands. Great two rec- hands. He's got a very good record in. Oh, beg your pardon! I did a tenner. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did I do? I did uh, a fiver on uh, Shane Lowry. Love Shane Lowry. Missed the cut in 2015. That's a long time ago, though. He's won. He's won an Open He's got good. He's obviously one of the best chippers in the world, even yeah. if the stats don't show it so much this year. But he's. I think he's in the top 10 in three-putt avoidance and right? he's in top 30-ish in strokes gained approach. So okay. that, even though he missed cut in 2015, I think that, and he's pretty good form. I think that's I think, I think he's, a good shout. He's on a bit of a heater this year. This year. And if, if the wind comes up, yeah. that's good for him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's a good win. Uh, he's a he's at 25, 25 to 1 when I, when I place these bets. I then did uh, an each way on Seamus Power. Yeah. I don't like that. No, high ball flight, not much European tour experience. Obviously, he is Irish, isn't yeah, he? That's basically what I banked on. Yeah. So he probably has grown up playing in the wind. If he's actually grown up in Ireland, but well, got, I don't think it's going to be windy. He's more of a PGA tour. I think. Well, it's only in each way. I th- I think again the way the way he's playing now and the way I think the golf course is actually going to end up playing. Uh, I think he could. I think he could easily place top ten. Easily place top ten. Um, I couldn't avoid betting on Matt Fitzpatrick. 
Yeah, he's a minus two. Because I just think the the way he now walks around, I caught a little bit of um of the Scottish and I've seen a little bit of him on the range and stuff over the uh like the coverage coming into the open. The man walks in a different strut now. Big big dick energy. Oh my god. He looks like a diff he just looks like a different man. All of that energy he had from the US Open is just now seems to just prop him up. He's just he he has gone from boy to man since and and also I just love watching him play. We we both agreed that the US Open, the final day of the US Open was the best sort of golf coverage, the best golf television I think I've ever watched. Yeah. And that and that's covering 2005 Tiger Woods chipping in, that's covering like uh Speef that's covering Stenson v. Mickelson. What's that? Stenson v. Mickelson. I said that to my dad. It was the best I'd seen. And he yeah. said, Stenson Mickelson at Tune is better and some Faldo open. Who cares about Faldo? Yeah, but so Stenson Mickelson was like, was a proper back and forward, bang, 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 bang. Proper duel. Like you sort of had Scheffler in the group behind come and getting involved. But anyway, it was still. Still one of the best things I've ever watched. So we both kind of agree on him. I think he's a good pick. I've gone... I I didn't want to pick Will Zalatoris, but I've not picked him a couple of times, and it looks not to pick really him, hard majors. not to pick him. I'm just imagining his putting stroke in the wind. Like, will mm. it, maybe the wind will straighten out that wobble that he does. Like, I say that, and obviously his putting stroke gets slated, but his putting stats aren't bad. There was there was something that came up in the US Open. It was like an, an abnormal amount of holes he's played without three putt. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't look good. He's a good long and mid range putter. Right. He just looks horrible. But that's it now. He's managed to he he repeatedly looks horrendous, and it only matters if you can repeat it. Uh, this is not good value, and I don't think this will come off. But I've gone for John Rahm anyway because he's in really bad form, and it's at elevens. I don't like that bit. And we say that. I mean, you won on the PGA Tour in that Mickey Mouse event. And yeah, but I just, I, 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 that's the bet I regret. If I could cash out and get my money back, I'd cash that one out. I right. love John Rahm. Yeah. Amazing golfer, but just not good, in good form. At the moment. Uh, a lot of these, you're going to make, you, this actually, me going down this betting slip makes it sound as if I've got about 100 quid on, on the open. I don't have a load of free, I've got a load of free bets with a particular provider, no free ads. Um, I got, I got a little bonus on Rory. It was at eight. Oh no, hold on. Was eight places now eleven places? So I was like, I'll oh, sod it. That just seems like I'll get my money. Coming in, my money he's back. coming in the top eleven. Isn't yeah, it? can't see him missing that. Um, I put Tommy Fleetwood each way at forty to one. That just seemed like too good a value for someone who's won at one on uh, the Dunhill. And this again doesn't look very good. Is Victor Hovland twenty eight? Can't ship. No, but you could just putt from everywhere. Well, his. Well, his. He was. When I looked at the US Open, I think he was bottom bottom on the PJ Tour of strokes gained around the green. So oh, he's the worst chipper statistically on the PJ Tour. Just putt it, Victor. Just don't put any time you think you're going to get that little wedge in your hand. Just put it down. Put it down. Put it. I mean, that, that might be fair. I think that, you could do that it. Could, you can't putt from behind a bunker, though, very often. So No, that's true. He's not a great bunker player either. So dangerous. shut club face. Then they always struggle with the with the chipping. And then the last one, because I just wanted to take a complete flyer at forty to one, was Justin Rose. Yeah, he he's shown he's, some signs of life. It's Lembers, and then he flumped at the Scottish, but that doesn't matter because no no one cares about who wins that. But 
He's got a good record in the open. Good open record. I think he knows he knows how to get it done, and I don't think he's going to feel particularly under pressure. No one cares about him. Again, his punch stroke's a bit washy, but so look, I mean, within that, there are some some decent ball strikers, like you said. There are a couple of flyers, but I, if I was to, if you were to make me take all of that money I've just put on on everything and concentrate it into one final bet of who's going to win the Open, I'm going with Shane Lowry. Okay, well, so if your life depended on it, if my if my life depended on it, it would be Shane Lowry. Come to your head, Shane Lowry. Okay. Yeah. If my two, life... two-time major winner Shane Lowry just sounds right. <laughs> two-time two, two, Open two champion winner, yeah. Shane Lowry sounds right to me. I I I think he'll have a good tournament. Mm. I um, if you put a gun to my head, I go Rory McIlroy. Yeah. And I'm trying to work out if this is just because I love Rory McIlroy and <laughs> or if, or if it's rational. But okay. so my my rational theory anyway. This is what I'm deluding myself with is. He has been trending upwards in each major. Mm-hmm. So Masters, he was pretty rubbish for the first three rounds. Then had a great Sunday, hold that bunker shot. I think he came top, certainly top five in the end. Yeah. Um, then we had the P- PGA. He had a great first round, and we were like, finally, his first round struggles are over. Yeah. And then from there, it was like downhill yeah us open was a similar story i think he got through two rounds well in it well i mean yeah in yeah, fact yeah. and thinking of the pga tour i mean he should have won that shouldn't he like how justin thomas has won that yes rory just had to shoot level par after day one and he would have won it which wasn't easy but he should anyway us open i think he had two good rounds and then faded correct so and then and then i think he sort of recovered on the final day didn't he he recovered on the final day. Oh no, his putting, his putting was absolutely lights out, mm-hmm. and then ball striking approach play it was, was all just over the shot. Garbage. Yeah. Having yeah. having been quite good in the Canadian Open, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's flying everywhere. So I've seen. Firstly, he's putting really well this year. He's top he thirty in strokes gained, although his short putting still looks a bit shaky to me, um, which is not great at St Andrews. But he's trending playing better in each round in the majors. So I'm thinking he's going to have three good rounds at least. Yeah. And then hopefully by that point, he's got enough confidence. Mm. He's got enough sort of history of winning, winning majors and he's won the open before. So it's yeah. not like, it's not like the, the grand slam one for him. Yeah. I think gun to my head, Rory McIlroy is going to win it. Okay. And if it's not windy, he's still capable of shooting. You know, like twenty plus, five under, exactly. Yeah. He's he's one that can can go low if it's good. Yeah, I mean, it's hard it's hard to debate that, except for the fact that I absolutely don't believe he's going to win it. Um, <laughs> he there he's he looks like the best version of an amateur golfer ever because he has these weeks where just one element of his game is just firing, like absolute firing. You go like, how can you not make ten birdies because your approach your off the off the tee, you're dominating everybody. So you've just got these flick wedges, and he's introduced this new lovely flighted wedge, yeah, which yeah. is going to be wicked around the old course. But he he gets to these points where he has a 75 when the rest of the when the rest of the guys are shooting a 67, and then once he puts himself six shots back, he has he frees himself up and he goes, "Cool, yeah, I'm going to go shoot a 64," and he probably does, and then he misses out by two or three. And it's like, great, yeah, well done, Roy. You've just had another major top ten. 
but no but no one cares like we all expect you to major top 10 every time so so he's so good you just want his game to come together i i would absolutely love it i feel like you know nicholas tiger mm. other massive names have won the open at st andrews Valdo, yeah. ballesteros i want mcelroy to be in that okay. category yeah, I agree. he is that level of golfer and yeah. i think some golfers you feel like it's fate right. that they achieve certain things with yeah. the game and i just feel like it could be fate for mcelroy so why wouldn't that be true of uh spieth because i don't put spieth in mcelroy's class <gasps> really no way. have you seen his golf swing warm-up i've seen that spieth that warm-up thing ages when he just couldn't miss a putt basically uh, yeah, correct, and his putting looks shoddy. Yeah, his 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 short within sort of eight feet, he he doesn't look very good, and he's, statistically he's not very good, and that's that's Speed's issue. You saw it when he won that PGA tournament when everyone else should have won it. He won it because his ball striking was unbelievable. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, I I can't. I mean, I I like Speed as a generally speaking as a pick at St Andrews because he's got the feel and the short game. It's an unbelievable short game. And all those chips, all those little, all those little runners, shots, and all that—he knows that stuff. He's up there with the best yeah. in terms of feel, approach shots. Yeah, uh, but I just can't see when it comes to those two footers in the wind. I can't see it. I just can't see it. And I, and I generally speaking, don't put him in the same category as McIlroy, even though their records are fairly similar. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So not so not him. Who else would you be putting money on? So the other big names I've got. Morikawa, Cam Smith, and Shofeli. Or how mm. do you say that? Shofeli. I like Shofeli, though. I really like Cam Smith as a pick. Yeah. So Cam, one, one, he's got the touch around the greens. He's a great passer. Great short, short game. Great short game. And his one big weakness in his game is he hit snap hooks off the tee with a driver. About, left. They go left. About twice around, and they yeah. go left of left. <laughs> now, what did we say earlier about St. Andrews? You can hit it left as much as you want. Yeah. And I think under pressure, knowing you can hit it left is going to be is going to be good for Cam. Mm. Um, and it feels like he's had that kind of season where a major could come. He's not a guy who he's in top ten. He might be top one. I can't remember, or maybe top five for three putt avoidance. Oh, is it? Okay. He's from Australia. Generally, play well in the open and well in the wind. They do, yeah. Um, so out of my big names, obviously McIlroy top. I think Cam Smith next. Morikara, I just think it's a class act, and he's got the approach play, puts well on slower greens that you'll get generally at St Andrews. Yeah, and Xander Schauffele's in unbelievable form. Schauffele, yeah, yeah. Xander. <laughs> How many it? times have you? So, what was the first one? It was Schauffele, and then that one was like Schauffele. Yeah, okay. Z- Xander, Xander. I'm yeah. just going to call him Xander. But, but he's got to win. Is that would that be three? Top? I know the JP McManus was a was a hit and giggle. This is his fourth in a row. That'd be his fourth win in a row. Yeah, he, he was. That's quite... impressive. If you can get that. He's got all the stats you need because he's even he used <clears> to his weakness. His big weakness was chipping, mm. but his chipping stats are good this season. And he was ball striking when he was closing out the Scottish Open last week was seriously impressive. Um, and he's got a good record in the Open. Came tied second in two thousand eighteen. Mm. Generally made the cut at the Open and does does well in the majors. I think he could. I think he could generally do it this I, year. I think he'd be the person who, if he stood lifting the claret jug on Sunday, I would be the most disappointed. <laughs> I, I mean, find him so boring to watch. So dull. 
I think he was so dull. He was seriously jammy when he won the players because he on on the seventeenth he hit a massive block mm. which should have gone in the water any other year and didn't. Um, and then he hits it into the trees, hits it into the water on eighteen. Mm. Plays an unbelievable pitch to still win it, but yeah. that was a very jammy yeah, jammy yeah. victory. I, I don't dislike Cam Smith, but you know I can't fully support an Aussie when when there's so many Brits in the field. Yeah. But 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 Shuff, but Shoffle is the, the most boring player. I, I no, think I he's, like he's so dull. There's oh. no there's no emotion. There's no roller coaster. There's no like Spieth or even like a Mickelson kind of yeah. They could you know for, like Cam Smith has a bit of a knife edge about it because mm-hmm. he's got this duck hook. He's got an edge, doesn't right? He? And it's like I would watch Cam Smith play all day long. Same with McElroy because you the wheels could come you off don't at know any where time. It's going, do you? And Fitzpatrick has a little bit about him based on how he'd managed to bounce back from the bogeys and stuff and the three putts he was making in the mm-hmm. open. So there's, there's something about him. But Shoffle is like, um, he's either metronomic or he's just missing stuff. He doesn't have this kind of blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. Box. He, He's not box office. He has to hit it well to win. Because yeah. his short game isn't like electric. Yeah. So he doesn't make any of those shots where you're like, wow. He is a classy ball striker though he's a flusher yeah, but he's, he's dull. So dull. I, I like his swing i like his golf swing as well so i quite it's enjoy dull. watching him um Boring. but i get where you're coming from yeah. on on Xander. okay who else you got so then i've got a list of outsiders are these like your each way plays uh they would be i need to look at the odds um <laughs> I've, I've got 10 at the moment i need to narrow it down okay it, 10 in total i've got yeah. five outsiders so i've got fleetwood as well yeah okay. um i've got lowry as well yeah Fleetwood did well in the Scottish Open last week. Great record in the Open. Good record in the Dunhill, which is two, course, two rounds yeah. at St Andrews. So good in the wind. I think he's he's coming into form. Um, Ryan Fox has been on unbelievable. He's a Kiwi long hitter. He's been in very good form it's on the European, European tour. tour yeah. Chucked away a tournament the other week, but uh, never mind. Some people say he's not a closer. Yeah, he's won, he's won a couple, at least a couple of times on the European tour this year. Yeah. Hatton, a lot of people fancy because um, he's got a great record at St Andrews. He's won the he won the Dunhill back to back, didn't he? Won yeah, a couple he did. Of years ago. And then he came second mm. as well after that. I that's a nice bet actually. I wonder what Hatton's at. I don't. I don't think he's in amazing form this year. No, he's in. He's like sixtieth in the FedEx points. <laughs> right. Like so, he's he's steady, but he he does have good three putt avoidance. He's a good, very good chipper. I think his ball striking's just been not quite where it was last year. Right. I, I, and you know, Jack Nicholas was saying earlier, I was watching on TV, you know, the, the moment you get impatient, you've lost at St Andrews. Okay. Because you get the bounces and, and part of it is luck. And I don't know if that really suits Hatton, even though he's won there. To be fair, though, he's won there in like November or September where it's not fiery. It's different. It's different, a different test. golf course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my final one is Thomas Peters, who's Belgian, won once or twice on the European Tour this year. Big hitter. Quite a classy player. Was brilliant when he was in the Ryder Cup that one year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's really come back into form. He's, so. at, he's at 100 to 1. It's Tom Speed. 100 to 1. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty good value. That is good value. Um, so he might be a good each way pick. Oh, bloody hell. Hatton's down at 33. 33, yeah. Good each so way. That's, that's all right. He's same with same as Fleetwood and DJ. Hatton, you could also see him missing the cut, though. That's... Hatton might be a good one to bet once you know he's made the cut, but he's in like 25th back. and has yeah. a good weekend or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Those are some good picks. But top picks, 
McElroy and Cam Smith. So we haven't talked about, there are two people we haven't talked about that are worth talking about, and then there's a whole host of nobodies. Well, apart from Tiger, we need to talk about Tiger in a minute. But JT and Scotty Scheffler. So where do you where do you think JT will finish this week? Well, he missed the cut massively at Scottish Open last week. I, I just I don't think JT is playing that well this year that he's going to win two majors. Okay, right, right. Um, he won. He played great on Sunday. In the on the back nine to, yeah. to somehow win that major, and he was unbelievable in the playoff. Yeah. He's a great chipper. Mm-hmm. Has so imagination. He's got imagination. He's got that touch, and he's he can play. He can shape the ball in the wind. I always think he's a bit of a ropey off ropey ball striker off the tee. Mm. Like he's always in the thick rough that I can see. Yeah. Going to be a lot of irons off the tee, and distance is not going to be a separator this week because the the ball's going to run so far. But I I can't see JT this week. No, I don't Ten, top tens or not even. I just don't fancy him. I don't. Okay. I just don't think it's a two major year for JT. I could see you him. Can't see that. You can't see that headline. I could see him missing the cut. Actually, wow. Yeah, I can't see that. That's going to make me look really stupid. That's brilliant. Yeah, I love that. Okay, <laughs> so I, I look. I think. I think he's going to be there or thereabouts. I, the best. So the best thing in the world that could happen for golf, I would say, is a Sunday final pairing of JT and McElroy. Like that would be. Blockbuster I think they're to the me. top two. I think I think they're the people that Spieth and McRae. golf. So Spieth and McRae would be wonderfully entertaining. I think why Thomas and McRae would be so fascinating is because it would be the it would be the quote premier talents, the people who everyone thinks are the are when the they have favorites? the hottest game. No, no, no. So two favorites are Ram. Yeah, no, not good value. Really, we're still regretting my bet even more than I was when when I talked it through. And and McElroy. So it's yeah, it's not um. What was it called? Yeah, McElroy. Oh, McElroy is a long way favorite at tens. Yeah, and then it's Rahm, Spieth, Shoffley at sixteens, Fitzpatrick at eighteen, Scheffler at eighteen, JT at twenties. So yeah, uh, you know my views on JT. Scheffler, <laughs> I don't know how he hits a golf ball. Like he looks like. Do you know curling? Oh uh, yeah, you know? as in the Irish curling. No, or you like mean ice curling. you mean ice curling? Where right, they, okay. they run up and they like slide on. Oh, their no, I'm knee. hurling. Sorry, curling. No, yes. curling when they like slide yeah, the yeah, disc yeah. on the yeah, ice yeah. and people brush. Yeah. So his footwork looks like a curler, and it looks like they're actually on ice at the time of the run up. Do you think he has spikes? Like, do you think he has spike shoes? Like, can, or do you he, think he has those? He'd like snap his knee ligaments yeah. if he had spikes. Like his obviously he's world number one. He's had an unbelievable season. He's Mega talented to be right. able to hit the ball with that golf swing. Yeah, but he was hitting some ropey shots in the U.S. Open. Yeah, like he he made a few birdies early on, but some of the shots looked like you know ten handicapper shots. Right, that were like a bit thin or a bit fat, and I I just can't see Scheffler winning. But he keeps getting into contention, even yeah, when I think he's just totally overplaying his, his golf game. Well, he, he, he had those shots. Um, he, he, he's so... I remember this from the Masters and I remember this from the US Open. He's so red hot and ice cold in in bizarre ways. So remember that remember that shot he made at the US Open where he eagled it with a wedge from the fairway? Oh, so lucky. And then, he went, and then he went back the next day or it was either the ra- same round or the round after and he it duffed it short and it rolled back to his feet. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. just this thing of like... 
Because it's all talent. Like what's yeah. And feel. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not technical excellence. Correct. It doesn't look repeatable. Yeah, it doesn't look repeatable, and but it seems to be enough to get him. He's there. He seems to be a good chip. He chipped unbelievably well in the Masters, and he's yes. he's a very good putter at the moment. Oh, that chip he made in the Masters was. I like his lucky. putting. His putting stroke is the best part of his game, Scheffler. Um, yeah, that's true. Actually, so I I just. I, because I am a bit negative about his long-term prospects, I don't think okay. he's going to be in the top ten for the next ten years. I think it'll be. Right, so hold, let's just make sure we're keeping track of everything that's about to set you on fire. So JT's mate missing the cut, and Scheffler won't be in the top ten in ten years. As in, he won't be continuously in the top yeah, ten okay. for ten, okay, for right, ten so years. Whereas, oh, right, whereas right, right. John Rahm's going to be in the top ten okay, for the next gotcha. ten years. Yeah. Or on average, he'll be in the top ten. I think Scheffler's going to be, you know, a top twenty, top thirty guy. Oh, yeah, probably. Don't know if I really think that. Um, <laughs> he surprised me how he's backed up the Masters. To be fair, yeah, I think mentally he's very good. Yeah. Oh my god, he's he's, he's good under pressure. Very impressive, even in the way he talks through his game. He has you, uh, you know, the mics mics up on the course when he's talking through with the caddy. Like it's, he doesn't even seem that shaken. That again, that's what I love about Spieth. Like you literally know. He's having kittens because he's just duffling the water. Yeah. But you, but with Sheffield, he doesn't. It's not that. It's a full like. Okay, now I'm just going to reset. I know the shot I'm going to hit. I know I'm talented enough to be able to hit that shot. So I just got it a little bit wrong. And he goes and executes the next shot. So I, the thing, he's such a. He's also such a hot birdie streak kind of guy. So if it does become mm. low wind birdie fest, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he gets the right side of Thursday and Friday, mate, he could he could, go and post, he could go and post. 10, 12 under over the first two He's days. got the chip and runs as well. Yeah. Uh, he's got a nice chip and run on him. So I don't, I, I just, he's just not one of my picks, but okay. I wouldn't rule him out. I wouldn't say he's going to miss the cut. I think he could be in contention, yeah. but I just don't think he's going to win. Yeah. Okay. And who would you be most, I've got two questions for you. First question, who would you be most disappointed by winning? Zach Johnson. <laughs> if he bloody wins again. <laughs> Especially when I'm watching. He can't, he can't win. Zach Johnson can't win. He's only, he's only there because he's a champion. If I have to hear him thank God one more time for winning a Masters, <laughs> for winning a major despite being so average. Well, let's see how far down the list. How he hits the ball Zach. with that grip, I do not know. What's his grip like? Oh, stronger than Eddie Hall. Really? Yeah. Okay, right. Good call. Good call. I'm just trying to see if there's anyone else down here that I'd be really disappointed by seeing. Someone really, someone really dull. Yeah, like, there's Zander Shoffley. Or yeah. Patrick Cantley. If, if either of those guys win in. Cantley's classy, though. I but would. Oh, my God. Someone like Reed, I think a lot of people would say, but I actually like Reed because I like his game. He's got an amazing goal swing. Reed would be the. Great well, okay, so any of the li- any of the Live Bros win it, I think there's going to be this can, big, can do deflated one. 18 green thing. Mm. If you see any of them stood in front of the home of golf. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Going, hey guys, we get to come back for the next. Whatever it is, five it's years like or ten. I know. I know. You get to come back forever with you. Yeah, even. until you're sixty. Yeah. So I will see you forever whilst yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm on my private jet with the Saudis. Oh dear. God. Okay. I take it all back. Shoffley and Cantley can win it if any of the Live Bros win it. So the Live, the Live guys. Um, apparently, they've they haven't been allowed to do any press conferences, and they've been oh. given all the shit tea times. <laughs> I saw Mickelson was off in the second group, which is like. That's usually, quite dishonourable for a usually champ. you put the tote. You you have someone you like taking the first tee shot. That's Correct. an honour. Like they had yeah. Bland do it last year, but then like the second group is like where you put the duffers who have like qualified. You know the amateurs, the, the nobodies, the nobodies, and they put Mickelson in the second group. Out. Yes, it's like I love I love how golf 
can can find ways within its like yeah. archaic structure to diss people that you would only know yeah. if you were like mega into gold. All, all the people. Can you imagine all those people who are going to get up? At, I can't remember what the first tea time is. It must be six thirty or something. Six is yeah. Yeah, and it's to get up to watch Mickelson probably hook it into the into the right. Ugh. It'd be good actually because not many people will get there that early. So if you do want to watch Phil, you'll, you'll it'll be less busy. Than it'll be totally empty. You can follow him the whole way around. Yeah. Um. So that's one. That's one question for you. Second question: What do you think the final winning score is going to be? Um, Bearing in mind the conditions don't seem to be mega win. They're certainly not going to be call off play, rain yeah. and wind like it was a couple of St Andrews Opens ago. I just think it's going to be a bit windier than the forecast. Okay. So I'm going to go twelve under. Wow. I think it's so been quite. It's going to stand up because okay. it's hard. And apparently greens are quicker than usual. Yeah. If it is windy, it's going to be a bit tougher, but it's still with St Andrews. Like mm. when Daly won it ages ago, apparently it was very windy and it was he won with five under. Yeah, it won't be that. Typically, it's like fifteen-ish under. So I'm yeah. going in the middle somewhere, like twelve. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the upper on that. I think it's going to be closer to like a sixteen or seventeen, which which is like, I I don't see a lot of problem in it's it like being that four sixty-eights. On average, yeah, yeah, you could see. I that. could see that so many and birdie I, opportunities, and I just think you know, you when we've seen Masters where it's got to you know, twenty under, and someone blows it out, or you know, down like the high teens, and people just blow it out. Um, I think that's what's. I think that's what's going to happen this time around. I, it would be amazing if somebody goes beyond twenties. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't blow, then that's a mm. possibility. Yeah. Um, we shall see. Indeed. Anything else on the open? Um, I think just closing comments on St Andrews itself. Oh, we haven't talked about Tiger. We've oh, this oh so no, we need Tiger. to do Tiger. Okay, go on. Tiger, I think he will make the cut. Okay. I think his season has been geared up around the Open this year, rather than the Masters or yeah, the other one he played in the PGA. I think. Um, no, he didn't play in the PGA, did he? He played in one of them, didn't he? US Open or PGA? I think he played in PGA. Did he play in PGA? I thought he didn't. I thought he just played Masters and went. No, that's too much. Okay, maybe. I don't think he played in the US Open because he wanted he definitely to didn't rest play US Open. Yeah, for, I think he played. He did play in the PGA. Okay, because um, he struggled again in the. So he made the cut, but he, he struggled in the Saturday Sunday. Anyway, he, I think he'll make the cut again, and I think he'll probably fade again because of mm. purely because physically. What I would say is the conditions, especially if it's windy, he he could win. Like it's. <laughs> If any tournament could be won by Tiger Woods on one leg, right. it's this tournament because distance counts for nothing. It's like 300. Have you seen the film 300 where they fight in like a little cliff thing and they're like, numbers count for nothing. <laughs> so so you're saying Tiger Woods is Gerald Butler. That's ba- what you're saying. Basically. Okay, right. Yeah. Um, distance counts for nothing. So mm-hmm. he, he'll just hit his two iron or his you know irons down there. And then he's got the class and he's still got the class with his you know mid and short iron play and wedge play. Right. Can he putt well for four days? I don't know. He, I've seen him putt well for one or two days, mm. even when he's come back this time, but he's always had one day where his putting has just been rank. His, putt, his putting doesn't look... I mean, I know he played a day of manner, which was just a silly thing, again, just a hit and giggle, but his pace looks miles off. But the guy just knows... He's, I mean, he's won, he's won twice. twice. It's just too hard to... I would not... I genuinely I think would he makes not count him out. I, I agree. I think he makes the cut uh, because I just... I think he will have unless unless he has a bad bad turn in one of the lumps and bumps or in maybe if he gets stuck in a bunker he has a bad thing on that but 
the walk, I think he'll be fine. I can't see him contending. I maybe a top forty, maybe. Yeah, I think I think, think that'd be a good week. I think he'll make the cut, and I think yeah. he'll fade. Um, yeah, he will really want to make the cut. Yeah, he will. Yeah, it's an and actually, is his favorite golf. Is, it's his favorite golf course in the world. He will. He said he thinks it will be his last chance to win at St Andrews. Yeah. Like, be competitive at St Andrews. Because basically. Of Lake, yeah. And might he, he'll be there in five years, but it'll be fifty-one, so it'll it'll be a tough ask. But yeah. I I I think he could genuinely win it, but I I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah. No, I I can't see him. I can't see him being in the last four four or five groups in the on the final day. I think he's just got. The, the the chances of him being able to actually play the Open after what happened to him must be in the millions to one. Mm-hmm. Like it's ridiculous that the man, well, he's after not, his he's back fit, is he? And his leg, he's limping. He, he is, yeah, because he's, he, he's got a fucking wooden leg, yeah, or a titanium a leg. Yeah, like he, it's, it's amazing how good he is. How do you how do you compress and and extend out of a golf swing? He's when, totally changed his on. golf swing. Yeah. It's amazing. He now just uses his hands because yeah. he had gone to that body release. And now he just plays handsy draws and like yeah. handsy fades. Like he's just the most incredible athlete. It's just, and yeah, the fact you're right. He's he's probably done not massive swing changes over. He's done maybe four massive swing changes his whole year over his whole career, and now he's just able to go. My hands are so good. Like his hands are so good. <laughs> so good. That he can time anything up that he wants. And it's just no other golfer, I think, uh, to have ever. I will go as far as to say to have ever lived has got hands as good as that. He's the goat, like, but yeah. that's another. That's a whole other podcast. I don't want to be the one who's not <laughs> who's trying to argue he's not the goat. But we'll uh, we'll flip a coin for that one. Uh, so yeah, I think yeah, I agree. Tiger will make the cut. I think he will then just just get tired, get tuckered out. He yeah. won't be able to redeem himself in his physio in his five hours of rehab. Yeah, can't see it, but I'd love him to win. He'd, he'd actually that. he'd be my number one, but then Rory second. Mate, the scenes. Ah, oh, the scenes would be oh. naughty. Oh, if you were there, if yeah. you were stood on, or if you were in the grandstand, or you're trying to fall, or you you jump the fence, you try and walk up the final fairway, if he's if he somehow makes it to the final group of Sunday, oh, mate, witness scenes. history. We're gonna have to wrap up, aren't we? We're an hour and ten for our first ever podcast. Well, lots to say about ourselves, don't we? Right. Uh, last thing before we go is let's tee up when we're going to next speak to these two people that are listening to us. <laughs> so uh, I think we're going to catch up the week after the Open. And I think after that, what we can do is hear all about your experience of Tiger winning and you being stood there to congratulate him on the, the final two. two. The week after the week after. The, the week after. after the week after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In two weeks, two weeks hence. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think what we get to do at that point is a nice debate on one of two topics we could either do live because we will have some stuff about owgr stuff which would be fascinating um or and we could do a wrap-up of the men's majors of the year mm-hmm. we'll i think yeah we'll, we'll i think one either would be great either or right fantastic thank you for anybody who's been listening uh the other thing to say is if you do listen to this even if you're a friend even if you're my mum um please rate the podcast whatever you think it deserves five stars whatever um, <laughs> just throwing out some numbers comments are very helpful so i hear um on whatever platform you're using we should be posting it across all normal podcast platforms but we would appreciate any feedback 
also you can follow me on Michael John Golf on TikTok if you want to send me some comments via there. Nice ones mainly, please. And can they come? Can they get through to you anywhere, Toby? Can they get through to me? Yeah. Oh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> this is not how yet. early. It is. This is yeah. This is me. I need to find a way to get in contact. So I will cover any of the comments and stuff you stick on the on the podcast itself. So hit hit us up in there. Ideas, things you want us to debate, other other topics. Yeah. Great. Good. Thank you. Speak to you soon.